Hi, we're the Gain family. This is Genesis, Journey, my wife AJ, and I'm Jason. Our scripture comes from Isaiah 9. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace and Peace. His government and its peace will never end. Now, I love that, and I love uh, tradition that draws us into the season, don't you? And some of you picked up a, an Advent wreath and are doing the candle thing. We have ours uh, sitting on our table now. Uh, traditionally, they're, they're actually pink and purple candles. Did you know that? They're different colors, and so you guys know things. You're shaking your heads like, yes. I wouldn't know the difference anyway. Some of you are like, yeah, we knew that. Didn't really know that. Uh, it's just great to to build into traditions that, that create uh, meaning and re remind us of the things that are most important in life. And um, I love this. I love the stillness, the quietness that draws us in. I think back to um, I think back to when, when we were preparing for the coming of our children. Some of you who, who have kids, you will remember putting together all the pieces of the things that didn't fit together like they were supposed to fit together, the excitement, the expectation, uh, the, the naivete. The, you, you know, you're, you, you think it's going to be one way, but you, you realize it's not really what you thought it was going to be, but there's this excitement, and you build out the bedroom, and you get ready, and you prepare. And in a sense, the, the arrival of Christmas, the arrival of Jesus is this preparation. It's a time of expectant waiting. Something is coming. And I wonder for you this year, and I'm asking myself the same question, are we making room for Jesus to be born once again within us, within the spaces of our lives? Are we giving God space? Are we turning our minds and our hearts in the direction so that he might do something in us, unexpected? Uh, last week we talked a little bit about hope and what hope is. Uh, we, we celebrated baptisms, which was awesome. If you were here last week, you celebrated big time, this new life that, that Christ brings. And if you missed last week, jump online. It's just so cool to see this, hear the stories and to see uh, these pictures of new life. Uh, Tim Keller, I was reading a little bit this week, and Tim Keller, uh, he says this, that Christmas is, is more wondrous and threatening than we imagine. Now think about that for a second. That Christmas is more wondrous and threatening than we can imagine. How can Christmas, how can Christmas be threatening? That seems unlike what the Christian story and the story of Jesus should be. Is, is Jesus threatening to us? Hmm. Uh, having a baby is more wondrous and threatening than we can imagine. 
Parents, any amens out there? It's threatening. It changes everything. And I think if we make room for Christ in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, it's more threatening than we can imagine. He calls us to something. He calls us toward something. Hope. Peace. Joy. And love. So we're going to talk about peace today. And part of what I wanted to do is just give us space for peace. Like just quit talking. See how long. It's a little uncomfortable. But there's something good about just some space in this season. Some quietness. Some stillness. I'm not going to do that all morning, I promise, but it's good just to be quiet, to make some room, to listen to when the Old Testament is a still, small voice. The Old Testament word for peace is shalom. Can you say shalom? Shalom. And it's, it's actually the greeting that uh, Jews use with each other. That's how they approach and speak to one another. Like we say good morning or hello or shalom. Shalom. Peace. And oftentimes we think of peace just being the absence of conflict. But what I hope we do this morning is we walk away from here knowing that peace is not just the absence of conflict. It's much more than that. When Jews uh, approach each other and they say shalom, it's not just about peace, like let's not have conflict. They're, they're speaking something else into that relationship, into one another. In the New Testament, uh, the word is irene. Can you say irene? That's close. I butchered it, but we're all good together, right? Let's just call it irene. Can you say irene? Much better, huh? Can you guess how many times the word peace is used in the New Testament? How many do you think? 1,200. That's a lot. No, not quite that many. 112. Not quite. Getting closer. 90. Somebody got it. They cheated, though. They were here early this morning. I saw who that was. I, got, I know what you're doing up there. 90. The word peace is used as many times as the word grace in the New Testament. Is that surprising? There's something about peace that God wants us to understand, but not just understand, he wants us to experience. So how is it with your peace today? Well, we probably should define it. What is peace? So peace, uh, like I said, for many of us, we think peace is just the absence of conflict. So we're not in conflict with one another, which means we have peace. So countries are at peace with one another when they don't have conflict. But the biblical understanding of peace is so much fuller than just the absence of conflict because you can you cannot be at war with someone and still be at odds with them. You know what I mean? You can have a silent war. 
You can have a lot of tension without having an outward conflict with someone. Now, come on. Those of you who are married, <laughs> there can be tension without conflict. And it's not... <laughs> He's in trouble after the service. You can have tension without outward conflict and still be without peace within a marriage, within a relationship. And in the biblical understanding of peace, that the, the idea isn't just uh, the absence of, of conflict or tension. It is this, this completeness or wholeness of life and relationship. It, it is not just that two sides mutually are, are happy, but, but, but people are, are in relationship, in harmony with one another. And so when, in the Old Testament, the, the scripture that you heard read, Prince of Peace, I love, uh, I loved hearing that from Genesis, Prince of Peace, uh, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There was something that God wanted us to begin to, to expect or to anticipate with the coming of the Messiah that we would, we would enter into some sort of wholeness that we had yet to experience. That Jesus was going to bring something that we couldn't find among, our, among ourselves here on earth. There is something missing that only God's Spirit and son can bring into our lives. And let me say that again. There is something missing from your life and my life that can only be found when we step into relationship with the creator of the universe. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Church, if we ever needed to know and experience the Prince of Peace, I think it's a moment like this. When our world has been ravaged by hatred and division along so many lines. Come on, you feel it, don't you? Don't you feel it in our world? And, and what God is calling us toward, what, what, he's, what he's introducing us to, what he's inviting us into, isn't just like this absence of conflict. But he's inviting us to experience something together. 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 That we can't experience apart from him. Jesus' spirit bringing something that we don't have on our own. Jesus said it this way. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift. And this gift that I'm giving you, this peace that I'm going to give you to overwhelm your mind and your heart, this, this gift that I'm giving you isn't something the world can give. Are you with me? This isn't something you can find. This isn't something you can figure out. This isn't something you can achieve. This isn't something that you can create, right? This gift that I'm giving you, Jesus says, 
something the world cannot give. And here's how he sums this up. He says, so don't be, what does he say? Troubled or afraid. Don't be troubled or afraid. Don't be troubled or afraid. So when my youngest, ooh, it got dark. There it is. Oh, it's coming back. It's so funny that that just happened. We didn't plan this, but I'm going to talk about when my, young, or when my oldest son was afraid of the dark. And I got dark. That's perfect. Aiden, good job. When my oldest was young, he was afraid of the dark. He's not anymore. It's good. He's in college. <laughs> he was young. He was afraid of the dark. And uh, he would have nights where he just was terrified. And I thought I was a good parent by teaching him to overcome his fear on his own. Parents, don't you wish you could go back and change some things? Oh. I'd slip back to his room and, hey, buddy, you're fine. He's like, ah, oh, Dad, I'm just, you know, I'm just scared. I'd turn on the lights. I'd reason with him. Hey, look around the room. There's nothing here. You're good. Closet, under the bed, good. Good? Yeah, Dad, I'm good. Turn off the lights. Five minutes later. And I wish I could just go back. Just climb into bed. Just lay with him. Some of you are better parents than me because you did that. I thought I was teaching him a good lesson. When this world was dark, lost and afraid, God didn't stand at a distance. He was born in a manger. And this is why I think Jesus is called Prince of Peace, because God's presence came to be with us. And I hope you discover this year at Christmas that God's not trying to teach you a lesson. I mean, we all have lessons we need to learn, right? Yeah, but God's not, he's not trying to teach you a lesson. God just wants to lean in close bring you a peace that this world doesn't have. Man, I think that's a lesson. I think that's an experience we all need right now. There's something about a presence of a God changes everything.
And I don't know where you are today and what you have in front of you and what you've got going on internally, uh, but I want to encourage you in three different ways, just for a minute. And the first one is this, that you today, because of what Christ accomplished, you can have peace with God. You can have peace with the creator of the universe. Not on your own merit, not because of anything that you've figured out, but based on simply the love and work of Christ, you can have peace with God. And maybe you don't even know what that means, but you have this unsettled spirit within you. I want you to know you can, you can have peace in your life with the creator of the universe that just changes everything. His presence just changes everything. In the New Testament, this is how Paul uh, explained that. He said, God made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. And I know that at times is confusing even for me. There's all of this symbolism packed into the Old Testament that sometimes we can't understand, but, but what Paul is saying, because of what Christ did on the cross when he was crucified and then resurrected, that God made peace with, what's that word? I love this word. Everything in heaven and on earth. And just so we don't miss it, he goes on to say, this includes you who were once far away. And I hope for some of you who maybe have never felt that internal settledness, that internal peace this Christmas, I hope you make room for Christ to be born in you. Maybe years ago, uh, maybe, maybe you made some sort of a decision, but you you just wandered from that path. And I want you to know it's important for all of us to make room every year. It's important for me to make room every day for Jesus because I need, I need God's presence in my life to bring a peace that passes understanding, as that song said. So maybe that's the one for you today when we talk about peace. And as I kind of walk into this prayer for us at the end. Maybe that's the one. But for some of you, it's not peace with God because you've settled that. You have this peace with God. Some of you, your struggle is with, with yourself. You haven't found a peace with, with yourself. And you have maybe some shame. You're just caught up and covered with shame and you, you just don't know how to get past that. And you've, you've been striving to achieve because you think if I can achieve or if I can find that special someone or if I finally get to that place, then I'll be at peace with myself. I will have arrived. But let me tell you, the things of this world will always let us down. Can I get an amen in the room? I mean, some of you are so stinking successful Many of us look and if we think, oh, if, if I got to where that person is, and many of you have found, you know what? I got there and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be.
It, it wasn't quite what I thought, and then I felt like I had to get more, or I wasn't quite. There is this peace with self that is found when God's Spirit enters in, changes our perspective. Paul writes it like this. He says, we, you, me, we are God's masterpiece, which is ridiculous to think that I would be called a masterpiece in any stretch of the imagination. Thank you for not saying amen to that one. <laughs> it's just crazy to think that we are God's masterpiece, but that's how God views you and me, that we are, we're enough. Like you are enough. You don't have to achieve and you don't have to look a certain way and you don't have to get that person to finally be there because he's created us new in Christ. When, when, when the presence of God through Christ and the Spirit come in, we're created anew and we can then do the good things that he's prepared a long time ago for us to do. You can have peace with yourself. And you don't have to carry around shame or this expectation that you have to get there. And for some of you, that's what you need this Christmas. You need Christ to be born in you so that you might have peace with who you are. And he can bring that. And then, this is the dangerous one. And I almost just didn't want to talk about this one. I almost just ignored it because of all that's going on in our world. We can actually have peace with each other. Oh, that's dangerous. You can have peace with your enemies. Mm. And you need peace with your enemies. And I need peace with my enemies or the people that I think are my enemies. And you know what changes everything? True, compassionate relationship, game changer, presence. Like the, your presence with another person who might sit on the other side, your compassion changes everything. And in this season that we've just walked through, I've seen families ripped apart over politics. Families ripped apart. People turning their back on their family because of a different perspective. Oh, and I know some of you are going to send me emails. It's okay. I've gotten a ton. But listen, this is what Jesus said. God blesses or blessed are the peacemakers, those who are actively working for peace in the world, for they will be children of God. Listen, that's where our home is, is in God's kingdom. We're just passing through this world. Come on. This is our temporary home. Come on. We're strangers in this land. We have a kingdom that will last forever. And we have a king that will rule forever. And Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. For they will discover 
that they are in the kingdom and they are throwing the door open so that others might step in as well. And our presence with those that we think are enemies could be the game changer for them and for us and for us. So what kind of peace do you need to find this year? Is it peace with God? Is it an internal peace just with yourself? Is it peace with somebody else? So I just wrote this prayer like I did last week, uh, almost the same one. Um, next, the next slide. It just says, Jesus, be born in me. And may I experience your peace and learn to extend your peace to others this Christmas season. So I'm going to say this as our, as our prayer. We've got one more song that we're going to sing, but I want to invite you to say it with me. And maybe take this one this week and pray it again and again and again. So here we go. You ready? Now let's, why don't we stand up? Why don't you stand with me? Here we go. Jesus, be born in me. May I experience your peace and learn to extend your peace to others this Christmas season. Amen.